development of an irregular right. channel in which Giuliani and later others, including Gordon Sondland, mm. an influential donor to the president's inauguration, now serving as ambassador to the European Union, ah. could advance the president's personal and political interests. Oh, no. Yovanovitch's replacement in Kiev, Ambassador Bill Taylor, is a West Point graduate and a Vietnam veteran. And, and he pets as he puppies. began to better understand the scheme through the summer of 26, 2019, he pushed back, informing Deputy Assistant Secretary Kent and others about a plan to condition U.S. government actions and funding on the performance of political favors by the Ukrainian government, favors intended for President Trump that would undermine our security and our elections. And he's like this close Un to curing cancer. Several Believable. key events in this scheme took place in the month of July. On July 10th, Ambassador Sondland informed a group of U.S. and Ukrainian officials meeting at the White House that according to you, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, a White House meeting desperately sought by the Ukrainian president with Trump would happen only if Ukraine undertook an investigation into the energy sector, which was understood to mean Burisma and specifically the Bidens. National Security Advisor Bolton abruptly ended the meeting and said afterwards that he would not be, quote, part of whatever drug deal Sondland and Mulvaney are cooking up. You've only on read this, these headlines, what, a thousand times? Mm -hmm. These are all the things later, we already know. On July 18th, a representative of the Office of Management Budget, the White this House Adam agency Schiff. that oversees federal spending, announced on a video conference that Mulvaney, at the direction of the president, was freezing nearly $400 million in security assistance authorized and appropriated by Congress and which the entirety of the U.S. national security establishment supported. Mm. One week entirety. after that, Donald Trump would have the now infamous July 25th phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Now infamous. During that call, Trump complained that the U.S. relationship with Ukraine had not been reciprocal. Later, Zelensky thanks Trump for his support in the area of defense and says that Ukraine is ready to purchase more javelins, an anti-tank weapon that was among the most important deterrents of further Russian military that action. You did not approve Trump's in the last administration, response, we should point out. Yeah. I would like you to do us a favor, though. Mm -hmm. Trump then requested that Zelensky investigate the discredited 2016 CrowdStrike conspiracy theory and even more ominously, ominously look into the Bidens. Oh my gosh, Neither you're skipping all of the other things like the, the 2016 tempering with the... Well, he mentioned that as a conspiracy the theory. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Call. Both, however, were in Donald Trump's personal interest and in the interests of his 2020 reelection campaign. Just this. And the Ukrainian just what president he just knew did. about both in advance. You would because win and in had a been real trial. For weeks You'd win against him just by saying, um, election, this is what Arisma he left out. And the Bidens. After the call, multiple individuals were concerned enough to report it to the National Security Council's top lawyer. The White House would then take the extraordinary step of moving the call record to a highly classified server exclusively reserved for the most sensitive intelligence matters. Didn't they give up on this line of, you know, yes. argument this months ago? Yes, months ago. It's, it's, as soon as there were leaks in the White House, they started moving all of these things over to that server. Mm -hmm. Taylor texted Sondland, quote, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations? As summer turned to fall, it kept getting more insidious, Mr. Sondland testified. 
Mr. Taylor, who took notes of his conversation, said the ambassador told him in a September 1st phone call that everything was dependent on the public announcement of investigations, including security assistance. President Trump wanted Mr. Zelensky in a public box. President Trump is a businessman, Sondland said later. When a businessman is about to sign a check to someone who owes him something, the businessman asks that person to pay up before signing the check. This is their quid pro quo argument. Doesn't necessarily mean bribery. Bribery. They're going after that. Oh, yeah. Using that check analogy because they're going after bribery. They are. September 1st meeting in Warsaw, quote, that resumption of U.S. aid would likely not occur until Ukraine provided the public anti-corruption statement that we have been discussing for many weeks. The president's chief of staff confirmed Trump's efforts to coerce Ukraine by withholding aid. When Mick Mulvaney was asked publicly about it, his answer was breathtaking. We do that all the time with foreign policy, he said. I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. That is going to happen. The video of that confession is plain for all to see. That video <laughs> confession. Some that's true. That's, defense, that's what Biden did. Exactly the same thing. I mean, this guy's so dishonest. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. That is going to happen. Do you not think that that happens with the Clintons? Right. What about the Clinton Foundation? Some have argued in the president's defense that the aid was ultimately released. And that is true. Mm. But only after Congress began an investigation, only after the president's lawyers learned of a whistleblower complaint, and only Who's after members of Congress again? began asking uncomfortable questions about quid pro quos. A scheme to condition official acts or taxpayer funding to obtain a personal political benefit does not become less odious because it is discovered before it is fully consummated. In fact, the security assistance had been delayed so long it would take another act of Congress to ensure that it could still go out. And that Oval Office meeting that Zelensky desperately sought, it still hasn't happened. <laughs> they met in another place? Good Although argument there, Adam. A great deal about yeah. these events in the they last met in public. Yeah. There are still missing pieces. And by the way, the would you as Zelensky want to be mired in all this stuff now? No. You I come into the White House? Subpoenas for documents. He has instructed witnesses to defy subpoenas and refuse to appear. And he has suggested that those who do expose wrongdoing should be treated like traitors and spies. These actions will force Congress to consider, as it did with President Nixon, whether Trump's obstruction of the constitutional duties of Congress constitute additional grounds for impeachment. If the president can simply refuse all oversight, particularly in the context of an impeachment proceeding, the balance of power between our two branches of government will be irrevocably altered. That is not what the founders intended. And the prospects for further corruption and abuse of power in this administration or any other will be exponentially increased. This is what we believe the testimony will show, both as to the president's conduct and as to his obstruction of Congress. The issue that we confront is the one posed by the president's acting chief of staff when he challenged Americans to get over it. 
If we find that the President of the United States abused his power and invited foreign interference in our elections, or if he sought to condition, coerce, extort, or bribe an ally into conducting investigations to aid his reelection campaign and did so by withholding official acts, a White House meeting, or hundreds of millions of dollars of needed military aid, must we simply get over it? Is this what Americans should now expect from their president? If this is not impeachable conduct, what is? Something else? Does the oath of office itself you're doing? <laughs> requiring that our laws be faithfully executed, that our president defend a constitution that balances the powers of its branches and runs the State Department, setting ambition against ambition so we become no monarchy, still have meaning? These are the questions we must ask and answer. Without rancor, if we can. Okay, so Nunez is, is about to speak parties. now. He's about to take over from Without Schiff and favor. present Without the other side. If we are true to our responsibilities. There we go. Benjamin Franklin was asked what kind of a country America was oh, to become. A republic. A republic, he answered, if you can keep it. The fundamental issue raised by the impeachment inquiry into Donald J. Trump is... What is it? Can we keep it? Oh. A republic? I thought you wanted now a democracy. Ranking Member Nunes for any remarks you may wish to make. I love how they quote the founders because they love them so much. I love them. Oh, my God. Thanks, Joe. dead white men. In a July open hearing of this committee following publication of the Mueller report, the Democrats engaged in a last-ditch effort to convince the American people that President Trump is a Russian agent. That hearing was the pitiful finale of a three-year-long operation by the Democrats, the corrupt media, and partisan bureaucrats to overturn the results of the 2016 election. After the spectacular implosion of their Russia hoax on July 24th, in which they spent years denouncing any Republican who ever shook hands with a Russian, on July 25th, they turned on a dime and now claim the real malfeasance is Republicans' dealings with Ukraine. It really is amazing. All it the is. time we spent on Mueller. In the Mueller. blink of an eye. And done. Nothing. Man, we forgot about it. Forget about Democrats on this committee. Russia's getting the Christine Blasey Ford treatment. Circumstantial mm-hmm. evidence of collusion between President Trump and Russians. We should forget about them reading fabrications of Trump-Russia collusion from the Steele dossier into the congressional record. We should also forget about them trying to obtain nude pictures of Trump from Russian pranksters who pretended to be Ukrainian officials. We should forget about them leaking a false story to CNN while he was still testifying to our committee claiming that Donald Trump Jr. was colluding with WikiLeaks. And forget about countless other deceptions, large and small, that make them the last people on earth with the credibility to hurl more preposterous accusations at their political opponents. Hard, hard to agree with that part. Hard and to disagree, now, excuse me, with that part. Here we are. We're supposed to take these people at face value when they trot out a new batch of allegations. But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. For example, after vowing publicly that impeachment requires bipartisan support, Democrats are pushing impeachment forward without the backing of a single Republican. 
The witnesses deemed suitable for television by the Democrats were put through a closed door audition process in a cult-like atmosphere in the basement of the Capitol where Democrats conducted secret depositions, released a flood of misleading and one-sided leaks, and later selectively released transcripts in a highly staged manner. Violating their own guidelines, Democrats repeatedly redacted from the transcripts the name of Alexander Chalupa, a oh contractor for the Democratic National Committee who worked with Ukrainian officials to collect dirt there on the is. Trump campaign, which she provided to the DNC oh, no, and the Hillary Clinton was, campaign. So I was saying the other food person. The, the Democrats other Mexican. rejected most of the genre of food. Witness Chalupa's though big, and she's saying she wants to come and testify. Let's see where the crucial witnesses are denied a platform if their testimony does not support the Democrats' absurd accusations. Notably, they are trying to impeach the president for inquiring about Hunter Biden's activities. Yet they refuse our request to hear from Biden himself. Hmm, wonder why. The whistleblower was acknowledged to have a bias against President Trump, and his attorney touted a coup against the president and called for his impeachment just weeks after the election. Come on, say Charmilla. Charmilla. At a prior hearing, Democrats on this committee read out a purely fictitious rendition of the president's phone call with President Zelensky. They clearly found the real conversation to be insufficient for their impeachment narrative, so they just made up a new one. And most egregiously, the staff of the Democrats on this committee had direct discussions with the whistleblower before his or her complaint was submitted to the inspector general. But Republicans that. can't get a full account of these contacts because Democrats broke their promise to have the whistleblower testify to this committee. Democrat members hid these contacts from Republicans and then lied about them to the American people on national television. I've noted before the Democrats have a long habit of accusing Republicans of offenses they themselves our committee. Amen. Let's recall, for years they accused the Trump campaign of colluding with Russia when they themselves were colluding with Russia by funding and spreading the Steele dossier which relied on Russian sources. And now they accuse President Trump of malfeasance in Ukraine when they themselves are culpable. The Democrats cooperated in Ukrainian election meddling and they defend Hunter Biden's securing of a lavishly paid position with a corrupt Ukrainian company, all while his father served as vice president. Despite this hypocrisy, the Democrats are advancing their impeachment sham. But we should not hold any hearings at all until we get answers to three crucial questions the Democrats are determined to avoid asking. Okay, we're going to stop it right there, and I want to pick up with the three crucial questions when we come back in just a minute. You're listening to the uh, House and the first public impeachment hearings. All right, we're uh, joining the uh, impeachment in process. You haven't missed anything. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion, Mr. Chairman. You just missed the uh, the 
uh, introduction of William Taylor uh, and uh, also the Ukrainian Affairs Deputy Chief of, of uh, Missions. It's basically his LinkedIn page they read. Kent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the, the one thing that I do want to hit was Nunez said, we, we are here to answer three questions. We want answered. Uh, I'll, I'll give those to you. Here's first Mr. Jordan who's asking questions. By our side and your side, uh, maybe ask, and I would prefer that rather than <clears throat> be your single decision, that the uh, committee speak to that issue rather than just the chairman. And I move that we... Uh, I, I, I um, think the chairman... They're fighting um, a process be right now. Because... It won't be my single decision. Schiff said that he would... We will would, entertain a motion to subpoena any witness. Uh, he would stop the uh, questions. Have an opportunity to testify. That, that motion will be in order. That motion will be suspended until after the witnesses. Right, thank you, Mr. Mr. Chairman, do you, do you anticipate when we would vote what on purpose that? does Mr. Jordan seek recognition? Just to ask a, a clarifying question, do you anticipate when we might vote on the ability to have the whistleblower in front of us, something you, of the 435 members of Congress, you are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows, that's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure that <laughs> identity don't? is protected. But How, as I said, he came Mr. Conaway, to you. Unreal. You'll have an opportunity after the witnesses testify to make a motion to subpoena <laughs> any witness and compel a vote. Uh, so wait a minute. That, wait a minute. He's actually stating that he doesn't. Who does know? No one knows. Apparently. I mean, so this could be this could be Vladimir Putin that just showed up, and mm-hmm. we have no idea. Unbelievable. Okay, I want to uh, before they get into this um, more of this nonsense. Let me just tell you what Schiff said. The three things that there can be no impeachment hearings that are fair unless we we are allowed to find out what the full extent of the Democrats' uh, conversation was with the whistleblower prior to the IG being notified. And who else did the whistleblower coordinate this effort with? Two, the full extent of the Ukrainian uh, election uh, tampering with or with Hillary against the Trump campaign. And why did Burisma hire Biden and what did he do for them? Okay, we now go to Mr. Kent, the third generation of my family, the deputy assistant secretary in public service. In Ukraine. Sworn the oath of office that all U.S. public servants do in defense of our Constitution. Indeed, there has been a George Kent sworn to defend the Constitution continuously for nearly 60 years, ever since my father reported to Annapolis for his plebe summer. This is uh, George Kent uh, telling you how great George Kent is. Uh, and he's gone full bow tie. That's something you should know if you're uh, on, listening on radio. Full bow tie. I think the full bow tie makes him uh, look a little more credible uh, for, you know, clouds, uh, people who are looking into that. Uh, Nobody's serious uh, wears a bow tie. I wear a bow tie. Shouldn't that tell you everything you need to know? Don't wear a bow tie. ...the time of the attack on Pearl Harbor. He survived the brutal baton. We're in resume building stage here. He says, by the way, that uh, he had no knowledge of any quid pro quo and he was not on the phone call. So I'm glad he's here. Today, I appear before you once again under subpoena as a fact witness, ready to answer all of your questions about the events and developments examined in this inquiry. Okay. To the best of my ability and recollection subject to the limits placed on me by the law and this process. I will begin with some opening comments on the key principles at the heart 
of what brings me before you today. Okay. To wit, yeah. principled public service in pursuit He's of got our a bow tie national just used the word to wit. In the place of Ukraine and our national and security interests. For the past five years, we have focused our united efforts across the Atlantic to support Ukraine in its fight for the cause of freedom and the rebirth of a country free from Russian dominion and the warped legacy of Soviet institutions. Oh Are you and going to love behavior. the special tonight? Remember this. As I stated in my closed door deposition last month, tonight. you don't step into the public arena of international diplomacy in active pursuit of principled U.S. interests without expecting vigorous pushback, including Principal. personal attacks. Such attacks came from the Russians, their proxies, and corrupt Ukrainians. That tells me our efforts were hitting their mark. Mm. It was unexpected and most unfortunate, however, to watch some Americans, including those who allied themselves with corrupt Ukrainians in corrupt pursuit of Ukraine. private agendas, launch attacks on dedicated public servants. This is advancing incredible US in if you know the story. In my opinion, incredible. those attacks undermined U.S. Well, you have and to watch. You must watch tonight's special at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m., you're going to find out exactly what all these people were doing, and we're using their documents. We're using their memos to each other. You won't believe what these people wrote down. And it's why this must go to an open hearing in the Senate. U.S. leadership furthered far-sighted policies like the Marshall Plan in the creation of a rules-based international order. Oh, that's Protected important. Protected by the collective security provided by NATO, Western Europe recovered and thrived after the carnage of World War II, notwithstanding the shadow of the Iron Curtain. Europe's security and prosperity contributed to our security and prosperity. Support of Ukraine's success also fits squarely into our strategy for Central and Eastern Europe since the fall of the wall 30 years ago this past week. A Europe truly whole, free, and at peace, mm. our strategic aim for the entirety of my Foreign Service career, is not mm. possible without a Ukraine whole, free, and at peace, including Crimea and the Donbass, territories currently occupied by Russia, represented by the red in the map. Looking forward, the Trump administration's national security strategy makes clear the global strategic challenge now before us. Great power competition with rivals such as Russia and China, and the need to compete for positive influence without taking countries for granted. In that sense, Ukraine has been on the front lines, not just of Russia's conventional war in Eastern Europe since 2014, and its broader campaign of malign influence, but of the greater geopolitical challenges now uh, facing the United I, States. I have to tell you, when you Ukraine watch the Tonight Show, you will want these people tried for treason. And I know what that means. I don't mean that lightly. I know what that means. That's the only thing spelled out in the Constitution. What some of these people are doing, I'm not saying Kent, but what some of these people are doing and how they're presenting it here through Kent is obscene, is obscene. We have the documents. We have them on videotape. When you see what they're doing tonight, and medics. Uh, your head will explode. For their own weapons, body armor, and supplies. They were the 21st century Ukrainian equivalent of our own Minutemen of 1776, buying time for a regular army to reconstitute. I have those. Since then, I have those more than 13,000 Ukrainians have died on Ukrainian soil 
defending their territorial integrity and sovereignty from Russian aggression. America's support in Ukraine's own de facto war of independence has been critical in this regard. By analogy, the American colonies may not have prevailed against the British imperial might without the help of transatlantic friends after 1776. In an echo of Lafayette's organized assistance to General George Washington's army and Admiral John Paul Jones's navy, Congress has generously appropriated over $1.5 billion over the past five years in desperately needed trained and equipped security assistance to Ukraine. These funds increase Ukraine's strength and ability to fight Russian aggression. Ultimately, Ukraine is on a path to become a full security partner. Which they didn't get from the Obama administration. This is so important for you to understand. They didn't get any of this stuff from the Obama administration. Particularly the missiles to take out the tanks. No, they, they were not. They were they were neutering and they were begger, begging for it uh, back in those days. Begging. And all of these people that are going to testify today have admitted on the record that the Trump policy toward Ukraine has worked out better than the Obama administration yeah. policy. That's what just is a it minor thing. So what is it they're changing? They're changing. The main thing was, can you make Ukraine stronger to stand up against Russia? Yes, Trump did it. He did it. He gave that stuff to them. So what is it that they're arguing about? They're arguing about what the policy is and what the State Department was doing in Ukraine. But Schiff will not allow any of that testimony in because he says that's all a conspiracy theory. No, it's a conspiracy fact. You go to jail on conspiracy to commit crime. You go to jail. That is a crime. But it has to have facts behind it. And we have the facts. By the way, watch the tell everybody you know. Watch this special tonight at 8 p.m. It's going to be live and free on Facebook and on YouTube. If you're a subscriber, you'll be able to watch it at blazetv.com. It's the Democrats Hydra. Tonight at 8 p.m., if you want to subscribe, just you'll save $20 right now with the promo code GB20OFF. You cannot watch these impeachment hearings without understanding. Right now, who's testifying today are the ambassadors, the people with the State Department. Tonight, the first 20 minutes or so is just about the history of the State Department and Deep State. It's all clearly laid out for you. You have to understand the past. Then we get into, so what are they doing? What are they doing right now? What are they hiding? What are they trying to keep from you right now? When you see their failures in the past over and over and over again, and people standing up saying, I don't want you to meddle in other people's business, and you see what they're meddling with, how they're meddling, and what their goal is, all in their own words, all on video, all through documents from the State Department, all from Freedom of Information Act uh, documents. This is, a, this is a conspiracy fact, and you have to know it because it needs to be exposed in the Senate because it's not going to be exposed here. The, the, what you're hearing is a combination of out-and-out lies and nice spin on the story. Without any downside, you need to see the hydra that is being built right now. Tonight, 8 o'clock, live, free, Facebook, YouTube. Tell everyone you know. 
please help us uh, defray some of the costs on these. If you believe in what we're doing, please join us. BlazeTV.com. Become a member. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GB20OFF and save 20% off your year's subscription right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll go back. I don't know how much longer I can... I, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, they're going to get to something interesting at some point in this, right? I, I found that really interesting, but only because I know the special tonight, and I, I don't think I can sit through it. That's supposed to be his defense. Yeah. That's yeah. Quite amazing. Whew. Okay. We're currently in the middle of opening statements right now. Uh, Taylor just finished his. Not too much that was notable there. Uh, basically, he outlined how he would not bash other employees uh, of uh, the intelligence community and kind of set ground rules for his own answers. He asked uh, for guidance legally on what what he should answer if there's something that is top secret or classified in some way said he didn't get any guidance and said he wouldn't answer those questions. This is kind of part one of him outlining why he's not going to answer these questions. Part two was if they ask about anyone in the intelligence community and outing their identity, he will not answer. That a clear reference to Charmelle, the uh, reported whistleblower. Uh, If someone asks his name, he will not refer to Charmelle. We now rejoin. We have a little bit of time here to take. uh, uh, This is uh, so that was Kent's testimony. Now Taylor has just begun. Iraq, Jerusalem, and Ukraine. Most of this is just resume setting. Department in 2009 to join the United States Institute of Peace. I'm neither a career member of the Foreign Service nor of the Civil Service. I am nonpartisan and have been appointed to my positions by every president from President Reagan to President Trump. Mm -hmm. Let me summarize my main points. First. Ukraine is a strategic partner of the United States, important for the security of our country, as well as Europe. Ukraine is on the front line in the conflict with a newly aggressive Russia. And this, of course, we know Taylor has been, uh, this was very early from Taylor, he made these points, um, and this is kind of echoing again stuff we've already covered. Taylor making the case that, look, Ukraine's really important, and this is why I wanted to take this job, uh, even though I didn't necessarily want it initially. And number two, why I oppose what went on with Giuliani. Again, that's a nice opinion to have. However, when the president is running the, uh, the foreign policy, it's, it's a little bit of a problem. We'll get into more of the details of that, and we'll get past the resume setting here in just a moment. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 